This is a disaster, a podcast about disasters and the music they make us listen to. And you're joining us for another Tragedy Tuesday, our mini episodes about disasters that aren't really so mini. Uh, I'm Peter. I'm here with my co-host Lee. Hello. And today Lee's taking the lead. Taking the lead. Yeah, the lead. The lead. Uh, good one. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> All right. So uh, I say this every week, but I'll I'll reiterate. I'm I'm the music guy. Yep. I'm music uh, musically obsessed. Aficionado. Aficionado. Mm-hmm. So another musically themed uh, podcast from me. I cannot wait. <laughs> Last one was so good. <laughs> oh, cool. Well, this one is uh, a little lighter. Okay. Uh, doesn't involve murder. Okay. So that's okay. Yeah, well, depends um, on how you approach that kind of thing. Yeah, Some true. people are like, oh. Some people are, yeah, are, are bummed out right now. Yeah. But I, th- I think you'll, uh, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. All right. Uh, join me on this journey. Uh, what we are going to talk about is January 18th, 1986. Ooh. That was the night The Replacements performed on Saturday Night Live. Awesome. Yeah. I missed that one. Yeah, I we, was, we were, you I were was four, four, <laughs> I was 10. <laughs> okay. Or nine actually. So, uh, the replacements, are you familiar? Um, heard of anything I say right now is made up. So no. Okay. No, <laughs> I, was, I was trying to formulate like, oh, maybe I, sorry. No. Well, uh, I, same here. Like for me, this is the usual thing. I never am aware of the band in their day. Like, okay. I was way too young. Sure. And even years after it took, it, I wouldn't appreciate them. But right. when the whole file sharing thing was going crazy, right. like early, mid-2000s, I checked them out and nice. fell in love with them. Yeah. So uh, they're an amazing band. Uh, a little history to start. So the replacements are from Minneapolis, okay. Minnesota. They mm-hmm. started in 1978 sure. by brothers Bob and Tommy Stinson. Okay. Uh, Bob being 19 at the time and Tommy being 11. That's when they started the band? Yeah. 19 and 11. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So Bob was like, here, play this bass. <laughs> and Bob was the guitar player. So they started as Proving a punk- definitively that anyone can play the bass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right with you on that. <laughs> like, here, play this. You'll figure, You'll figure it, it out. It's, what are the notes? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Move your one <laughs> finger around. That's not a joke. Anyone can play the bass. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so they started I'm just going to say as, your uh, email address now so you can direct your comments to Lee, all the bassists that are listening. <laughs> you said it first. Yeah. <laughs> That's you go back. Don't check see. the record. Don't check the record. <laughs> Just keep listening. Yeah, Peter said it first. Um, <laughs> so they started as a, a punk band. Yeah, they were called Dog Breath. Okay, playing covers. Um, uh, shortly they after Chris Mars joined on drums. Yeah, okay. uh, Paul Westerberg joined the band as singer and rhythm guitar, and this is when the sound really started to sort of crystallize because okay. he was the the songwriter. Yep. And he brought sort of a real uh, love for the pop rock bands of the 60s and 70s, particularly okay. British ones. Sure, okay. So he's still writing songs that are sort of in the vein of punk or hardcore, mm-hmm. but there's some melody and pretty songs coming in. Okay. So basically they ended up sounding like a cross between The Clash and The Beatles oh, okay. and going from the former to the latter over a few albums. I see. Okay. So it got, I guess you could say lighter, but mm-hmm. just it, it changed. Okay. Fair enough. Um, so they, yeah, what they ended up being was more kind of a really rough sounding garage band, mm-hmm. but lots of melody. Okay, cool. And, um, and I, I read a quote actually, like he was sort of being 
pulled in several different directions as far as pleasing everyone. So she's saying like, right. if if it doesn't rock enough, then Bob won't like it. If it's not catchy uh-huh. enough, then Chris the drummer won't like it. And if it's not modern enough, then Tommy won't like it. Okay. So <laughs> that's interesting. I mean, I guess that could have some positive results. Definitely. Because it pulls you in like a, a novel direction, I suppose. Yeah. I, I think boundaries and limitations are the, that's the secret ingredient for music. I yeah, think. that's fair. Or yep. one of. Yep. So that's the replacements. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, let's see. So yeah, their contemporaries would have been like R.E.M., Oh, okay. Husker Du. Yep. Not necessarily sounding like that, but like it's the same section of the record store. Okay, fair enough. So by 1985, uh, they had signed to Sire Records, leaving uh, the indie label Twin Tone, Mm -hmm. Minneapolis-based label. Uh, Sire Records being a subsidiary of Warner Brothers. Okay. So kind of a big deal. They released their major label debut, Tim, Mm. and uh, they had hired an established New York management company, in lieu of their longtime manager, Peter Jesperson, hmm. and he was sort of shuffled over to a role of band advisor. Okay. Uh, as well, they were dealing with guitarist Bob Stinson's worsening drug and alcohol problems. Hmm. Can I just go back for one second? Sorry, I probably forgot something. What no, 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 no. What's up? Album's name was Tim? The album was called Tim. Cool. There, I think I'm about to get into this, okay, but there enough. is a very... <laughs> Strong undercurrent yep. in this band of we don't give a shit. Fair enough. Okay, <laughs> this will become more apparent as we go on. Fair enough. I imagine this is why this might be a disaster. <laughs> but <laughs> this... I just immediately what came to mind this is our second Monty Python reference, but in the Holy Grail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are those who call me Tim. Tim. <laughs> <laughs> I okay. think of that a lot. When nice. I... Okay, so yeah, worsening I don't, drug. I don't know why it's called Tim. Yeah, so yeah, worsening so Bob Stinson is, is, is he's um. He's arguably the most out-of-control member of the band, but no one in this outfit is anything close to an angel. Okay, fair enough. So that leads me to uh, another thing worth mentioning about the band. Mm -hmm. Um, Along with steadily growing amount of critical acclaim for their songwriting efforts, uh, what the replacements also had was a bit of a reputation. Mm. A good one, probably, right? Uh, no, is not a it good, good to be piss drunk, self saboteur? I suppose it depends on the perspective. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what they were <laughs> from the outside. No, 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 not so not. much. Okay, uh, yeah, that's what they were, and and they had a steadily growing reputation for that. Oh, good to boot uh, on and off stage. Mm. And when I say on stage, I'm not talking about sort of a boozy. Mm-hmm. Confidence. Right. I'm talking about falling backwards into the drum kit. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> uh, that <laughs> being the extreme example, but you yeah. know, oftentimes they they would be Rick, right in that zone yeah. where it's not sober, but it's working. Right. Uh, at least for this band, like yeah. that was their appeal. Like they okay. were super rough. Yeah. But super good, and they sort of they would shine in that right They'd... in that middle part. But often they would go too far. Okay, so they'd, they'd make up for being trashed with talent. Yeah, exactly. Okay. But so, I guess eventually they run out of talent. Well, it, it was just a hit or miss. <laughs> okay. So one night you go see them and they were just like roaring, like giving it. Yeah. yeah. The next night, they're not doing any original material. Okay. It's just one cover after another. <laughs> and when I say cover, I mean verse in a chorus yeah. of a song they barely know. Right. And then move on to the next one. <laughs> okay. It's amazing. There's, there's, a, there's a bootleg called 
the shit hits the fans yeah. <laughs> and it's that's all it is pretty much like I they just lose name. interest really quick and they're yeah. just like mm, Leonard Skinner mm, you too like it's ridiculous <laughs> so they're that just is like the greatest album name yeah, of all time it's pretty good yeah. wow okay <laughs> so that's the replacements at the end of 95 oh. 85 85 okay <clears throat> Yeah, in '85, so so Tim, their album, yep, Tim, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's getting a lot of love. Uh, the Village Voice rates it very highly. Yeah, uh, that being a very influential NYC publication, yeah. kind of a tastemaker. Sure. So that's a kind of a boon. Uh, however, Sire Records is not thrilled about the album stalling out at thirty thousand copies, which mm. in the punk rock world is like yeah, it seems like a lot. You hit the gold mine, yeah. and even by today's standards, if you sell like you sold. 30,000, like people bought. Yeah, that's, that that's would be amazing. Impressive. Yeah. Then by major label standards, it's like, eh, like really? not enough to get yeah. you dropped. Right. But it's like, what can we do? Yeah, right. You know, we got to like inject some fire into this. Okay. It's, you know, we could do 100,000. Well, fire plus alcohol never did anything wrong. <laughs> 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 so, um, in California, Westerberg and uh, band advisor, Peter Jesperson, they yep. meet with Warner Brothers creative director, Jeff Ayeroff. Okay. Now, his aim is to get the band to rethink their stance on music videos, okay. which can be summed up on a song on their album, Let It Be, the okay. album before Tim, and the yeah. song is called Senior Video. Okay. And the lyrics are just senior video, senior video, it's phony rock and roll. We don't want to know over and over and over again. Oh, okay. So that's what they think about it. So they 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 love they, they love, love making videos, videos and they had tons of them. Okay, cool. No, they nailed. Did. Oh, they didn't damn have it. any videos. I don't get these guys at all. I know. They're just <laughs> weird. Um, so Jeff Ayeroff had a different idea about music videos. Uh, okay. He'd overseen video campaigns for the Police's Synchronicity okay. and Madonna's Like a Virgin. Yeah. Kind of successful. A little bit. So he's fully aware of the power of music videos and MTV. And, yeah, right. In, and what it meant in the in the mid-80s. Oh, it sure. That's huge. a golden age. That's where a lot of our favorite directors came from. Yeah, pretty much. David Fincher. David Fincher. Uh, I suppose Michael Bay, depending on your thoughts on Michael <laughs> Bay. <laughs> successful. I think Ridley Scott probably got started there, too. Did he? I think, I think he did some music videos. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, I recently rewatched. This is a tangent i'm not sure anyway <laughs> i watched alien again last week yeah so fucking good it's really good that's a disaster that's a disaster hmm. Hmm. maybe we'll talk about alien put a pin in that put a pin in that <laughs> anyway back to music videos in anyway, the 80s so he's not hearing any crap about the replacements not making a video okay and paul westerberg is just nope 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 yeah so the compromise is that uh westerberg agrees to do a spot on network tv if they can make it happen Assuming they'll never be able to make it happen, which is the only reason why he agreed to it. Okay. So, <laughs> Fair enough. So he signed his own death Damn warrant. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. So there's steps made to get the band a spot on Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. Uh, Warner Brothers label chairman Mo Austin put in a call to Lord Michaels, which mm-hmm. is what people say probably cinched it because those two had a strong relationship. Yeah. So SNL music booker at the time, Michelle Gaffis put mm-hmm. the replacements on a short list of acts considered for the show without ever having seen them live, which she later admitted may have been a mistake. <laughs> you, you think, <laughs> do you think that might've been, should you maybe have vetted them? Should you maybe have, yeah. Should you I maybe mean, have listened to a single rumor about them? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There was no Wikipedia back then. Who yeah, could be bothered? That's fair enough. Ugh, too okay. hard. <clears throat> well. So a little 
sidebar and SNL okay. and just sort of where it was at at the time. Yep. Uh, it was in kind of an awkward spot. Okay. So it started off with a bang yep. with Lauren Michaels right, yeah, yeah. at the helm along mm. with John Belushi and yeah, Dan yeah. Aykroyd and Gilda Radner and yeah, yeah. the whole gang. Was Chevy Chase at that point or would he uh, come yeah. later? I think he was the start and he left quickly or oh, yeah, maybe right. I don't know. Yeah, fair enough. A lot of those guys were part of National Lampoon. Yeah, because I think Chevy Chase, I'm, I don't know the detailed history, but I think he like blew up with the like uh, vacation movies, like yeah. Christmas vacation and stuff. And I think he left pretty. I think there's some bad would, blood And that would have been around the 80s. Definitely, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Um, bu- 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 so yeah. Lauren Michaels left the show in 1980. Okay. Uh, and um, so it, it, SNL saw... It spent the next five years, yeah. sort of, it lost a lot of its popularity. Oh, okay. I guess it just wasn't that good, despite the fact that it launched uh, Eddie Murphy's career yeah, right. and Billy Crystal's con- career. Like, yeah. it just wasn't as good. Uh, and okay. meanwhile, Lorne Michaels lost a lot of his own standing hmm. with the failure of his primetime NBC program, The New Show. Maybe you should have put more effort into the title. <laughs> <laughs> right off the bat. Yeah. Doesn't sound good. Something tells me your heart's not in it, Lorne. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's what that's what was good yeah. in 1980. Fair enough. But, you know, it, it flopped. Hmm. So with that, Michaels slunks back to the failing and in constant jeopardy of being canceled <laughs> SNL to Jeez. hopefully breathe some life back into it. Yeah. Not to mention his own career. Right, yeah. That is He's got a jeopardy. Stake. Yeah. Yeah. So all this to say, Lorne Michaels is not exactly calling the shots... At this sure. point, At the, yeah, he's on relatively thin ice. He's not the king of SNL, like exactly. Yeah. He's yeah. not, you know, the king of TV. Mm-hmm. So, back to the replacements. So, as I said, Bob Stinson is, you know, spiraling, spiraling out of control. Yep. He's a liability within a band of liabilities. <laughs> okay. Uh, the other three members basically recorded Tim, their album called Tim. Yeah. Uh, not the person. Tim. Not the person. Okay. <laughs> as a trio. And they'd been rehearsing without him for, like, on the regular, basically. Right, okay. Um, but they uh, were gearing up to do a tour. Mm. Uh, Bob's involved. So okay. they did a warm-up show in Chicago. Mm. Whole band. Goes good. Okay. Uh, at this point, uh, they get the call that the Pointer Sisters. Yeah. I'm so excited. Neutron Oh, dance, okay, okay, you okay. <laughs> Not you, not... You're not excited, but the song, I'm oh, so I'm excited. I'm excited to talk about. But that As was featured in Saved by the Bell. Yeah? You ever watch Saved by the Bell? No, I was a little it's too like old a, for that. Okay, there's a famous episode where Jesse... Oh, I know what you're talking about. The, <laughs> she basically goes on speed to help her study. Yeah. And she wants to... She's she so excited. Yeah. She's not excited. She is she's not. Scared. She's t- <laughs> Or terrified. Something like that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they had to cancel. Okay. So the replacements would be the replacements. Nice. Or the replacements would be the replacements. Ah, uh, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Because either though in either position in the sentence. Yeah, that's the joke. Oh, okay. <laughs> what happens next? It's, a, <laughs> it's appropriate. Yeah. Uh, so this episode, uh, January eighteenth, nineteen eighty six, yep. would feature Harry Dean Stanton. Okay. From the movie Alien. Oh, hey, look at that. I do. Yep. It's uh, on topic. Little, uh, yeah. uh, an appearance by controversial comedian Sam Kennison. Okay. And the replacements. Mm. That's the episode. So they arrive in NYC yep. on Wednesday of that week for yep. Thursday rehearsals. Okay. Uh, the band were immediately aware that this was not the wild and crazy SNL of the 70s. Right. 
when they found their dressing room stocked with fruits and juices. <laughs> That's what you want to see. <laughs> There's no Belushi doing coke in the corner. Yeah, right. Uh, according to Peter Jesperson, the SNL peeps were appalled by the fact that the band wanted beer. And he oh, had to okay. go out himself and pick them up a six-pack or something. <laughs> right. Good first impression. Yeah, yeah. Good, good warm welcome. Yep, yep. So Westerberg recalls that during rehearsals, the sound person would occasionally glance up from his crossword puzzle, have a look at the decibel meter, and yell at the band to turn it down. <laughs> That's what you want as a Going band. Good. <laughs> I think I was, was like once it's happened to me where I was we were drumming somewhere. Yeah, and they're like, can you can you drum quieter? Yeah, oh yeah. It's like, what, uh, can I change the way I? play the drums <laughs> no can you get better at and you, you don't want to be a dick but you're like can you do what your job is yeah. I, i'm all good <laughs> back here yeah it's your turn to yeah <laughs> step in. so that probably uh, that probably did uh, wonders for the attitude oh yeah yeah just morale is high what you want to do to a bunk, punk band is tell them to turn down mm, that's what, that's no what they want to hear that's what they want to hear <laughs> don't do that <laughs> So Saturday rolls around, uh, the band's significant others are all there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Paul Stark, who was the head of their former label Twin Tone, okay. he shows up, yep. wish them well. Mm -hmm. Uh, also the band's lawyers and label benefactors. So everyone's oh, good. got a I, watchful I'm, eye on their investments. <laughs> I imagine there is a reason that you're telling me how many people are there <laughs> with <laughs> well, stakes in the band. You know, just... <laughs> People were there. Yeah. Uh, so leading up to show showtime, none of the band realized they'd basically be confined to a room okay. from sound check to showtime, which okay. is exactly what happened. Okay. So Bob Stinson in particular is pacing like a caged animal. Right. Uh, to help calm the situation, their sound man snuck some alcohol into the room in a, in a road case. Mm -hmm. so, <laughs> so good. That's the some I imagine not a little. It just said some. Okay, fair enough. Okay. <laughs> Depending on some for who, like sure. might be a lot for normal people. Yeah, right. Okay. Uh, so the band proceeds to imbibe. Mm. Uh, Harry Dean Stanton pops in to say hello. Yeah. They offer him a sip. Yeah. <laughs> Runs in, door slams behind him. <laughs> shot for shot. Oh, God. Uh, word gets out that the host of the show is getting hammered hours before showtime. So <laughs> at that point, he's located and Procured. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and filled with coffee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Looking at him, I imagine he liked to drink. Right. As much as the next guy. Yep, probably. <laughs> probably. Yeah. Uh, so at some point in there, the band is a dress rehearsal. Yep. Uh, since they are reasonably lubricated at that point, mm -hmm. it all goes pretty well. Yeah. Except for Bob Stinson comes in late on his guitar solo. Okay. In uh, Bastards of Young, the first song they were going to perform okay. so Westerberg okay. apparently made a mental note he's gonna make sure Bob wouldn't miss his cue okay. when they perform live okay seems like that's gonna be important remember that okay <laughs> I'm okay I'm keeping that in mind yeah so their first performance okay. uh, Bastards of Young from the album Tim yep great great song okay uh, so they go crashing into it mm -hmm. it's really rough but it's really good like nice. they're really going for it sweet uh, apparently after dress rehearsal, they all cheekily, sneakily crank their amps. Nice. Which 
sounds great in the room yeah. on TV. It's oh, just, it's like, just a mess. So they go into it, and you just hear bass like placka placka placka. So the sound guy's just like, yeah, or people in the in the booth or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it takes a minute to get sorted. Uh, during the second chorus, Bob, no, uh, Paul Westerberg. Yep strolls away from the microphone just kind of walking around the stage yeah. like it's very casual and very like whoa this is this is rough okay um so here comes the guitar solo <laughs> that bob, that paul does not want bob to miss okay he nails uh, it he he paul belts out the lines that yeah. precede it yeah then urges bob stinson yeah just off mic not quite enough off mic okay Come on, fucker. <laughs> like he yells it real quick. So the solo gets played. Yep. The song continues and it finishes. Paul and Tommy do some exaggerated bows. Yeah. To which Bob responds with a backwards somersault. Okay. Briefly revealing a tear in the seat of the unitard he decided to wear. <laughs> And you didn't mention the unitard. <laughs> I, I, I should have mentioned the unitard. <laughs> okay. He had a, a, yeah, like split down to his belly button, okay. basically. So he's looking insane. Right. And he's just bared his bum <laughs> to America. <laughs> Amazing. So, as I said, his, his on-air obscenity was quick. Most people missed it. Right, yeah. The people in the... Uh, Taking care of the eight second delay yeah. certainly did. Yeah, okay. Um, I'm assuming because SNL had had trouble with the F word in the past. Oh, uh, okay. When uh, cast member Charles Rocket oh, let, yeah. it, let it slip in 1981. Okay. He was fired. Right. Which is probably why probably we've why. all heard the name Charles Rocket. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Ipso facto. Mm. So I imagine that's why there was a delay, but yeah. you know, it, it, you can watch the clip. I'm sure, sure you might, it's quick. Oh, but, we'll find it. We'll find uh, it and we'll post we'll it. We'll find it and post it. Probably in the description and or our social media. Yeah, exactly. So most people missed it. Yeah. Lauren Michaels did not. Hmm. Uh, he called them out of their dressing room and away from, they're, they're all in there celebrating, job well done. Everyone, yeah. hey, you did great, you did great. Calls them out, they think, to uh, get some congratulations yeah. and he proceeds to tear them and their newly minted co-manager, Russ Rieger. Okay. All new assholes. Oh, okay. Um, Rieger was genuinely perplexed why yeah. Laura Michaels was so angry until it finally became clear that Westerberg had said fuck on air. Oh, okay, yeah. Right. So Laura Michaels does not want to hear any apologies. And in fact, in mid-tirade, he catches a glimpse of their dressing room. Yeah. <laughs> which the band had apparently oh, no. redecorated. Uh-huh. And he reams about all <laughs> over again. Come on, Lauren. It's punk rock. <laughs> I know. Like, it's a funny, fun show with right. kooky, crazy stuff. So this all goes down. The band still has to perform another song. Right. And this might account for the fact that when they try to start said song, they yeah. botch the count in. Okay. Um, so one, two, three, four. Uh, so they quickly pick it up again yep. and they yep. do a, a very good version of uh, Kiss Me on the Bus. Okay. Another song from Tim. So wait, is that Kiss Me like while we're on the bus or Kiss Me on, on my, my bus? bus. <laughs> <laughs> and if so, literally what is the bus? I never thought of it that way because <laughs> it is on the Kiss Me while we're on the bus. You remember, did you ever see Three but, Amigos? Yes. I love that movie. Wasn't there something about like kissing her on the front porch? He's like, oh, I would have kissed her on the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that, yeah. but you're totally right. Anyway. Yeah. 
Because we only had <laughs> SNL alone. Hey, there you hey, go. Everything is a web, intricate web mm-hmm, of mm-hmm, it's a nexus. Mm-hmm. It's of not planned. Webs. We just know what we're doing. It's true. We really know. Completely. What we're doing. <laughs> yeah. It's just the knowledge is in there. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So, oh yeah. So, kiss yeah. me on the bus. Goes. Yeah. It goes good. Uh, without incident, save for Tommy Stinson, young Tommy yeah. approaching the mic during the guitar solo, and going, "Darn it." <laughs> cheeky boy so I love that yeah I love that that's so good so the song ends Bob Stinson yells thank you and then throws his Les Paul behind him where it crashes in a heap of feedback mm. uh, at the rap party later that night yep. Lorne Michaels summons Russ Rieger mm-hmm. co-manager to mm-hmm. his table and gives him another dressing down in front of a bunch of people I wonder where Lorne got the reputation of being kind of a hard ass mm. couldn't imagine hmm I don't know. Yeah. Just dealing with people like this, I guess. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Bob Stinson, in a chemical-fueled rage later that night, trashes his hotel room and gets violent with his fiance. Oh, so, okay. That's not cool. Dark. Yeah. Uh, the following Monday, Lauren Michaels receives the $1,100 bill for Stinson's trashed hotel room <laughs> and, not surprisingly, hits the roof again. Uh, threatens not just to ban the replacements, but any... Warner Brothers band from hmm. playing on the show. Damn. Uh, so, I've heard that those are pretty extreme. He's he's known for like blacklisting people from SNL. Right. Yeah. So in one fell swoop, yeah. this band of idiots <laughs> <laughs> blackballed oh my God. the roster of a pretty big record label. Great. Uh, eventually the damages were paid for right. and the whole thing blew over. Okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. Uh and that's it. Uh, Bob Stinson was fired yeah. from the band the following year. Okay. Uh, it would be another three years until the replacements would appear on American TV again. Right. Uh, this was on the International Music Awards. It's it's worth noting because, again, like the song starts and immediately Paul Westerberg goes, what the hell are we doing here? <laughs> and then there's a line in the song uh, called Talent Show where yeah. it's it's – Feeling good from the pills we took. Okay. So that line was sort of agreed that it would be censored. Right. Like if you watch it on YouTube, it's just silence. Yeah. But then they changed a lyric later in the song. uh, It's too late to turn back. Here we go. Right. To it's too late to take pills. Here we go. And they kept repeating that. So again, (laughs) nothing much has changed. Uh, That reminds me a little bit of... uh, you remember, I think Nirvana played uh, like the MTV Awards or something, and they originally wanted to oh, play yeah. Rape Me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they were yeah. like, you, you, no, you can't no. do that. Yeah, because so they... it was unreleased at the time. Yeah, yeah. And so... it was a song called Rape Me. Exactly. I think it was mostly that. <laughs> uh, and so but they... they were like adamant, you got to <clears throat> play Teen Spirit. Nope, nope, nope. So yeah. Lithium was the compromise. Right. But yeah. they wanted, like, no, we want to play Rape Me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so, then I think he, in the actual performance, I think he starts by playing the intro to Rape Me. Definitely. And then he switches to yeah. Lithium. And apparently they were just about to cut away to commercial. I, that is one of my <laughs> favorite Nirvana stories. It's oh, just I like, love it. that's I such a perfect, that. like, yes, that is, that's why, like, it's such a perfect shit disturbing story, right? Yeah. Like, make them shit their pants yeah, for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> okay, we'll play ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I remember that so vividly. Like, what song was that? That sounded great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when In Utero came out, it's like, yeah, it's song yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was such a that was cool. funny thing. Yeah. So, um, where was it? Oh, okay, so yeah. the replacements, uh, they broke up in 1991. Okay. Uh, in 1993, 
Paul Westerberg performed on Saturday Night Live as a solo artist. Yeah. Two songs. Yeah. One replacement song. Yeah. And it's great. Oh, good. And he did a great job. And he didn't swear. Oh, nice. And that's, that's uh, Oscar. I, I was waiting for the other shoe to drop there. That's nice. That's nice. Isn't it nice? Yeah, it's nice. Okay. There's another shoe, isn't it? In 1995, Bob Stinson died at the age of 35. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Damn of, it. Uh, There's always failure. another shoe. There's always another shoe. And that's yeah. where I'm going to leave you. <laughs> that's a disaster. That was awesome. Okay. And you know what? That actually ties back to something that I've been talking about. It's come up a few times in a few conversations I have. So basically all of that like disaster mm-hmm. or like the, the fallout with Lauren Michaels comes down to them saying fuck on TV for a split second. Yeah. And it's, it's barely audible. And it's like my, just like, the things that society has made taboo. Oh, I know. I One of my favorite shows, and I, I think you watched it too, but like one of my favorite shows of all time is Hannibal. Yeah. It was on NBC, like public cable. And yep. I, on television that anyone can watch because it was prime time, I saw a totem pole made out of dismembered human limbs and heads and everything. Yeah. I saw so much like, dis- like, ama- like beautifully made, but like disgusting imagery. Uh-huh. I remember but a heaven man's, for uh, leg <clears throat> growing mushrooms, yep, and he yep. was forced to eat the mushrooms. Yeah, and <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, not a single woman's nipple because heaven forbid, mm. and no swearing because mm. come on, dirty, come on, dirty violence. A okay, but heaven forbid yeah. you say fuck for a split second yeah. on Saturday Night Live. America's always been funny that way. Yeah. That's just we in Canada are a little more we're a little more progressive. You'll see a nip. <laughs> you'll see, you'll a nip. see a nip. You'll, you'll hear, hear uh, an God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh darn it. But uh, especially in the eighties, it was yeah. such a conservative time. Right. So uh, yeah, that that didn't go over too well. Wow. Well, that's a disaster. That's a disaster. That's a tragic Tuesday. Yeah. So uh, obviously, the song pick is yeah. is the the song they swore during. It's called Bastards of Young. Nice. Great, great song. Check Sweet. it out. Just check out the replacements. Sweet. Great yeah. Do that. And you're probably hearing that song. You're probably hearing it right now. Yeah. You probably hear it through the outro, mm-hmm. which I'm going to do right now. So thanks for listening. Um, if you like what you hear and you're wondering the best way to help us, it would be to subscribe uh, both on uh, iTunes or wherever you listen. Leave a review. If you think we're doing well, make it a nice review. Make it a nice review. Make that would be nice. Helps us. Huh? Um, if you want to keep up to date with uh, what's, you know, what's coming, what's coming behind, we post some additional info on our social medias, on our Twitter and Instagram. Oh, yeah. You can find us at DisasterPod. Peter's all that's it's active. Some interesting tidbits. Yeah, we mentioned videos and music and everything. That's all up there. Yeah. So just ways to survive and get lost in the forest. Yeah, we got survival Sundays going on. <laughs> Weekend woes where Weekend I find woes. like things that happened it's on a, that day in history. It's a dark, dark world. It is. In so case you forgot for a second. So smile and <laughs> hug a loved one. That's right. <laughs> soon you won't be able to. No, there'll be a tornado coming through your house. Um. So, yeah, thanks for tuning in. And uh, next week, we've got another major disaster. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.